Hello, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Olivia. Um, I am here with my sister, Jessica, the night before Thanksgiving. We are currently in her basement, slightly, slightly buzzed, just slight, slight, and um, we have decided that we have a few, we just are in the mood to have a deep conversation, and I have a feeling it's going to be a good one. So, um, I had something in particular. Hold on. Before we get started. Am I good? Yeah, you're good. Okay. Just make sure you're holding it. Oh. It's okay. We really need to get, like, an intro for your podcast. Yeah, we do. You need, like, a tagline. You need a... Like, a little intro music. Like, my voice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, we can brainstorm. Yeah, I probably should do that. That's a good idea. But something, like... You know, to play at at the start of every episode to just... Set the mood for everyone. Get them in the vibe. Oh, you know, like Jenna's? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's a good idea. Okay, maybe you can help me with that. We can work out some ideas. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, there's something that I wanted to discuss with you, as I know that it and it happened about a few weeks ago i was scrolling on facebook and i think i would like to address that i think is a harmful message and i understand to a certain point but let's just kind of discuss i want to hear your thoughts and it's even harder when it comes from someone who you are slightly close with But basically what it was, was someone saying, um, sharing a post and it said, stop blaming your parents for how you turned out. You're grown now. Your mistakes are your own. It's time to grow up. (laughs) Yes. So I saw that and I was like, there's a lot going on here. Um... I understand what this person is saying, but, like, that is just so, I think, I think, I mean, the first place that my mind goes to is the topic of nature versus nurture, and that's a whole rabbit hole that we could go down, (laughs) which, which plays more, more of a role in who a person is. Is it nature? and how they are born, and who they are born as, or is it nurture and how they're raised? And I think with how I interpret this is, my feelings are that your environment absolutely plays a role in who you are and also what you think and how you are. Mm Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think for me that 
that's something that we can write off that that's like an ex that that should be considered as something that you need to be bigger than that you need to grow up from mm -hmm. i guess i kind of veer on the side of nurture rather than nature and i think that every single situation that we experience good or bad big or small plays a huge role in who we are what we believe and the things that we eventually then teach our own mm -hmm. yeah and, and why minimalize that I yeah. think it's the easy thing to do is to try and minimalize that. And I think people also just don't want to be held accountable. <laughs> yeah. Like. Yeah, no, I agree. The, the part, like, you're grown now in this message. I don't think people understand that when you think about like babies and small children they don't know anything they have absolutely no navigation in this world you teach them their morals you teach them their opinions you teach them their thoughts you teach them you can you basically it's conditioning is what you're doing it's you condition your children to behave and that is not in their control it's in yours and that completely goes on from birth until you're i would say it just it carries on through adulthood and if you're blaming your child that you don't like how they turned out i would say that isn't their fault that they don't know any better you are the adult here and if you don't like how they turned out quote unquote I would, How did you play a part in that? I would self-reflect and wonder, what have I done that I don't like how my own child has turned out? Because that's a reflection of yourself. And I certainly, obviously, do not have children, but I think it makes a great deal of sense when you think about it, when people say, you know, your mistakes are your own. I just don't think that's true. Mm -hmm. like children when they make mistakes what do they do they go to you to fix the mistakes because they trust you and they trust that you know best and they trust that you know you're the adult here i'm gonna go to you and so you're kind of conditioning them to fix their problems how you would if it were yourself you know? Mm -hmm. So I just think that message is basically saying to your children, hey, I don't like how you turned out, but it's not my fault. And that must be so confusing for a kid to hear. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, I think that's more prominent and true until kids even get to the age to where they can start to make decisions for themselves i mean not to like make excuses for the shitty kids who are fucking up shit left and right here i mean we definitely don't want to 
come yeah, but across that you, way. You think why are they why are they why are they doing why are they that? fucking up left and right? Let's pull out the scroll. <laughs> Naughty kids, why do they do what they do? Well attention is the first thing that comes to my mind. They want attention because they're not getting it somewhere. Yeah. Or what else? Why else is it that way? I don't know if I would For the li- thrill. Yeah, I don't know if kids are necessarily doing something bad. It's just when kids are doing something adults perceive as negative. It's just they're just trying to get their needs met and they have no kids don't know if what they're doing is positive or negative. I don't think. I don't think kids know. I'm reacting negatively. I'm reacting positively. They don't know that. Mm-hmm. So they look to see how you respond. Yeah. Yep. Here's the thing. I mean, our mistakes to a certain extent, we have to be aware of in how everything in the past has affected that. Yes. One thousand percent. But as a critical lens to ourself, I like to also look at how did I as a conscious adult, I mean, granted, no, I'm a conscious adult. How did I as an adult play into that? And it's it's very like hindsight is 2020. Yeah. Where I mean, there's there's like two sides to that that I can see where Yeah. It's complex. But people aren't willing to be complex. They're willing to just be surface level about that and say, oh, yeah, you fucked up. Mm, Sorry, own it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I don't think they... Let's break that down a little bit. I would assume they probably don't know how to be complex. They don't know how, and that makes them... To be complex, I feel like you have to be at a certain level of self-aware and self-reflective and Mm -hmm. if you don't have that you just don't want to do it but here's what comes to mind i think if we are going to be able to recognize and for lack of better term call out other people's bs (laughs) we have to call out our own bs if if I can say, like, no, that person's wrong in this, or my child was wrong in this, I have to be able to take that myself mm-hmm. and do that myself. <laughs> and I think that's not something people really are comfortable yeah. feeling or thinking, is they just want to reflect on everyone else. They don't want to dig about themselves. And your kids are watching that. They're watching you never say, oh, yeah, I messed up. Mm -hmm. They're watching you constantly go through holes and nitpick on trying to rationalize everything when really it would be a lot easier if the parent would just be like, yeah, I made a mistake. I'm human, whatever. But I feel like, I don't know, I'm not a parent. I would just assume it would be hard as a parent to almost, like, admit that you don't know. You don't know all. You don't know everything. I think that would probably be hard because you don't want to let your kid down or whatever. But 
Yeah. I think it's it's hard as a parent to admit when you're wrong because in your child's eyes at least you hope to be the hero like you hope to be yeah but when the, you the divine person that they look up to to learn everything and anything from and so to admit that you're wrong in something is all it it goes back to your ego like you can't admit that you're wrong because you are so big to them in your eyes and rightfully so you are you are big to your child but when you think of someone that you admire or look up to does that person constantly build up their own ego and are they constantly saying i know all and i'm above everything else or are they someone who says i'm constantly learning i'm never always right and i make mistakes right exactly I feel like the people who I look up to, I look up to them for those reasons because they're being real. They're not acting like I know everything. They know everything and they know all and just cocky about it. I saw something again on Facebook, which plug, I hate Facebook. I'm just going to get that up freaking hate it it's It's, i think everyone hates it but nobody everyone wants to keep being involved like nobody likes it but you want it you're curious you know devil i think it's the absolute evil on earth but here i am you're curious on facebook my hypocritical self curious oh god it was one day this is applicable to all adulthood but it was the what the image was is one day you're be, or be the person that you want your Children. kids to be because one day they will figure you out oh that is one day they will figure you out that that's true that's very true and that's i think it's true in parent and children relationships but also just like adult to adult relationships like people find out who you are eventually no shit yeah when you're a kid and you're in that vulnerable state of mind and you just believe everything adults say you believe the people in your family because well you don't know anything else and they're your family but when you start surrounding yourself with other people who aren't in your circle, you start to see patterns that you haven't seen before. And the colors come out. You start to see things that you were either so invisible to before or you just weren't aware or you just didn't want to accept it. But then at a certain point, shit comes out. Shit comes out. For mm-hmm. sure. And then yeah. it's interesting when it does, because then here said individual is, and you then have the power to hopefully break whatever that is that you don't admire, whatever trait or whatever quality or whatever habit whatever belief like Mm -hmm. you then have the power to break that and to change that and that's heavy Mm -hmm. that's heavy because you see it it's almost like a threat in front of you 
mm. where you're like, okay, I could I could go left or right right now. Which one do I want to do? Do I want to go down the path of what I've seen and what I come to not love about a person? Why? But uh, yeah, I'm. Tr- I guess I'm just confused. Like, what? Why would someone? Because it's the easy thing to do. It's the um, generational curse that you can't break. I gotcha. Yeah. It's easy to do. It's easy to follow in those footsteps because that's all you've ever seen and that's all you have ever known. Uh, Yeah. So why go against that grain when everyone around you is going to think you're crazy or you... Our attention seeking. Our attention seeking or could go on that anyway. Okay, now I'm following. Yeah, I definitely hear that. I relate. Generational shit, man. Yeah, there there's definitely an easy way out for all of us. But Don't do it. I think some people have something in them. That's like you have no choice. Like you know, you know that like this path isn't gonna work out for you, like it has for everyone else. And you may see it too. Like when you look at everyone else, who does this make sense? What I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. When you like look at this generational path or whatever, and everyone has basically hit the same mark. I've done the same thing. And they're happy, appears. But, I mean, if you really, like, look at it, like, how do you know? Like, are they? Has Is their path working for them? Are they really, <laughs> are they really happy? It's, it's such a rabbit hole to go down. But I, I have to, personally, I have to, like, step back from that. Like, for my own sanity. I have to step back from that and have to have the restraint to be like that's not mine to carry yeah that, like that's... i i hope that they're i hope that this is working for them or i i i hope that you know what they're saying is what they're truly feeling but i can't dig too deep into things personally just as who i am because i obsess about it i have to step back and i have to be like okay i can't control said person i can only control me yeah, that's probably where we're different. <laughs> I I try, I try to be like that, but I just uh, it gets so much easier when you just stop giving so much of a shit it is, about that, everyone. That's what I always say, else. though. Like oh I God. personally like to make things a lot more difficult than it probably needs to be for myself, and I'm aware of that. But it. I guess I just can't help myself from like constantly wondering why, like anything or anyone. I'm always just, I just want to understand and I want to break down everything, every little thing. Do you break down things that deeply within yourself? Yes, I do. Yeah, I must just be really surface level and basic. No. Because I don't. No, no, I I am chronically like, there's a, that's the thing though, like you can be overly self-aware and I'm overly 
self-aware, but yeah, I, I don't know. I constantly am getting told that like you need to, like you don't, you don't need to know the why. Like you don't need to know the why right now. I know you want to figure out why, but you don't need to know. I'm constantly getting told that and I'm like, okay, but I just want to know. Because you have curious mind. You're, I know. In your early 20s, you want to know the why. I feel like it's a natural thing for you right now and where you are in your life. Yeah, but you're not that much older than me. <laughs> How old are you? I'm 21. Okay, I'm... You're like 28. I'm 28. Right? I think I just turned 28. Like, Yeah, I know you have a hard time like remembering a month ago. <laughs> Sometimes... I'm roughly 28. Roughly. Roughly. It sounds... But that's a big gap. Because it doesn't sound like a lot, but where you are in your life and where I'm at in my life, I'm married and I have kid. I have Ugh. a kid. And I think, although that's not a big span, where we're at, the things are different. They're oh, yeah. just different. And I know that's true because it's just... Even though we're whatever, how many, seven years apart, we experienced things very differently as we both know. Mm -hmm. similarly yet differently Which, why the hell would anyone why would parent anyone? for that long <laughs> like i'm exhausted right now i just want to acknowledge shout out to umfs for raising four kids <laughs> they parented for like 40 years dude no i want a bad i idea. have a certain i'm dead I'm a year in and I'm dead. <laughs> I have a certain theory on this and I don't want this to be taken um a certain way, but I'm I'm I I guess I'm curious what you'll think about this, but I've always I've thought this recently. And again, I like I don't think this is a negative thing. I think it's just my curious mind, but I'm wondering if okay, our oldest sibling is nearly 40 right mm -hmm. and i'm 21 and i just parent wise i'm trying to imagine okay you have your first kid and she's now 40 and your last kid at 21 that's going to be very tiring and when you have four i would assume by the time you get to the fourth one you might a little bit rely on the older ones to not parent the fourth one but guide them you know like maybe while well, we've had four like the help. other three help like they the other like three yeah babysit the, or whatever the other three can maybe guide this one you know or i mean it's and it's just it's, it's just like, like the amish theory it's just like, like they have like 10 kids so that the other kids can take care of them and then they can do chores. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not anything bad. I'm just wondering, like, is that like a thing? Like, do like, I wonder. It's a thing. Like, it's you know, at a certain point, I wonder if parents are just like, we don't probably have to worry about this one. Maybe the like the siblings got it or we don't really need to parent as hard because, you know, the siblings can maybe help. And then you kind of assume that those siblings have it but should we call mom and dad and ask <laughs> i'm just i think we should i'm just i wouldn't rule out that i think it's like 
a pee like a perk of it like to be honest like right now my daughter's one and she has cousins that are quite a bit older than her that can like basically take care of her yeah so just imagine definitely nice just imagine like imagine like what would definitely you, in your parents nice. i would be like thanks for taking care of her you got her tomorrow <laughs> so yeah that's <laughs> i don't know it's a factor for sure yeah but know. also I guess speaking now from like my perspective as a new parent, there's no way I can imagine. I don't know, man. <laughs> I can't. I was gonna say I can't imagine starting over now, and then I'm like, I also can't imagine starting over in like, like six years. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I can't. I'm. What the fuck? Who has kids that far apart? That is insane. That is for a later episode. I'm trying we're to... We're going to ask. We're going to get to the bottom. Yeah. It... When there's that big of an age gap, I think we all experience growing up a little bit differently. We all experience each other a little bit differently. And that can be confusing because when you grow up later and talk about it and you're like oh yeah I remember this and they're like well no what the fuck are you talking about and you know what I mean I think mm -hmm. when there's that big of an age gap it's kind of like we all basically have different you live different lives I have I will say I have almost no memory of living with you stop it right now I'm serious I remember the day you left for college like, I cried, and I remember, like, I, I just have, like, this vision of you, like, I was in the kitchen, and you're, like, walking. I, that's all I remember. That's the farthest back I can remember, besides, like, me throwing a locker at your head. I don't remember anything else. True story. <laughs> also I'm, a story for another day. <laughs> I really don't remember anything else. I remember, I don't remember much about Miranda. I, I I don't remember much about that. Lindsay, I remember, like, a little bit more of, like, when she was in high school. I remember, like, really, like, dramatic events. Like, when she had, like, broken up with a boyfriend and was, like, very distraught. Like, I remember being very scared and, like, confused. Mm. I remember that. Like, that's a vivid memory. I remember, like, prom. Mm -hmm. But that's it. Yeah. I, so I, you're not alone in that. I don't have, like, a, I, like, I, I have no no memory of like us like eating at the sledding. dinner table or like sledding with the dogs you have to remember <laughs> stop like down the driveway yeah okay like to I... the bus we used to ride a sled <laughs> down to the bus in the morning I, I guess, like, those kind of things I do, but I don't remember, like, day to day. Oh. Like, I don't remember, like... I think that's normal. I don't remember any of that. Okay. I don't even remember that with my own husband from, like, a week ago. I, I think that's normal. Okay. I think it's normal to remember the big things. I don't know if I remember... Like, the... prom. Do you remember me, like, getting ready for prom? Or... Fuck no. Girl, that looked good. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. You forget. <laughs> I don't remember. 
I guess I was checked out. I was gone. She gone. Remember, you said I was an asshole. You were a dick. Okay, but now that now think about why do you think I was like that? Okay. What? <laughs> no, I'm serious. I think us being so far apart was very difficult because we couldn't relate to one another. Uh-huh. So here I am, like high schooler, like first boyfriend, and there you are, like <laughs> wanting to be included, and I didn't want you included, and then said argument. Like, I think just the situation and the factual, how far apart we were, plays a big role in that. Like, you probably thought I was a dick. I don't remember. I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> But if you think about it, we weren't that far apart. Like six years, six, seven years. That's a big difference when you're a kid. Oh, a six-year-old yeah. playing with a 12-year-old is a big difference. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember how I felt. That's like Birdie and Sophia right now. Like, I'm sure they don't relate mm. to one another in any way. Do you remember, do you remember anything else about what um, I was like? Quiet. 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 Who was my very mean to me? (laughs) It just sticks out very mean to me. Remember my friends thinking how mean you were. I wonder why I was so mean. You wanted to be included and we didn't want to include you. It's like typical sister crap. Mm -hmm. It's not like you were mean. It was like just the situation made you mean. Mm. No, we don't want to play with you. Slams door. <laughs> I want in. <laughs> and then things escalate. Everyone knows. Everything escalates from there. Gotcha. And then lockers get thrown. And then spices get shoved down the throat. Yeah. And when I would sass back to her instead of getting like a timeout or like, you know, the typical she would go to the spice cabinet and grab like paprika and chili powder and sit on my chest mm-hmm. and dabble that into my esophagus. I thought it was the better version than putting soap down your mouth, which is what I think both of my older sisters had. I don't remember ever having soap down my mouth or whatever it's called, soap in your mouth. I'm sure you didn't. You were... I don't think I did. But for some reason, I, you know what what it was? Here's where I think I got the idea. It's from a cousin of ours. I'm going to mouth it. Hold on. What? (laughs) Oh! (laughs) I'm pretty sure that that's where I got the idea. (laughs) That makes sense. And I was like, oh, this is genius. At the time, I'm probably like, it was non-toxic. A lot of children are (laughs) allergic to spices. Well, you're not. (laughs) Hey, I apologized, for the record, I apologized about two hours ago for putting spice down your mouth. Mm Mm-hmm. And I apologized for... Were you unconscious when I hit you? I was knocked out cold. Thank God my friend was over to call our mom because she threw a like little barbie doll metal toy locker at my head because we wouldn't let her play with us or something i don't know 
and it knocked me out cold. And my friend then <laughs> called my mom. <laughs> we still have the locker. <laughs> oh my god. Oh shit. <laughs> I want to take a moment right now to introduce everyone because Liv hasn't done it yet. Okay. This is Capri and she's an item. She's something. She's special. She's Capri, say hi. Oh. There she is. Yeah, she just tried to bite the microphone. She's a professional a-hole. Um Yeah, so good good conversation um, we're not done oh okay what, what is there anything you would um what so so how have you been how have i been jesus yeah let's just keep this going mm. i i hate that question how have i been it's like how much fucking time do you have right and do you really want to know do you really <laughs> do you really want to know um no like generally good but as if I don't see you, as if you don't see me, and like for listeners right now, like if you saw me, you would know how I've been. What do my you hair mean? is like to the side of the top of my head, bags Just, under my eyes. You always look like that, and so do I. Okay, we always <laughs> look like this. It's no, it's no surprise. Um, we ain't the type of. Never mind. Continue. I know. I'm a new mother. Mom. New mom. Shout out to the mamas. Ugh. Sorry. <laughs> it just sounds like a it shit. Dumb. Ton. It sounds dumb. No, it doesn't. I'm not a regular on a pod, okay? This is the best I got. Um, it's great. New mom. My daughter's one. And I'm freaking tired. <laughs> I'm so tired. Like, like physically tired. I'm exhausted. I think it would be weird if you weren't. That's true. But Not at trying some point, to like. I'm like she's one. Like yeah. Your first one, you're like, when should I not be tired? When yeah. should I be back to normal? Yeah. Do you, I don't know if you ever get back to normal. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> I think this is just like the new me. Yeah, probably. I would assume, but uh, maybe you were just meant to be a mom. Yeah, because you can was. handle. Like for me, I'm gonna say <laughs> I don't think I'm ever going there. <laughs> it's an interesting thought, though, because it sounds like oh, here I am on the other side and all high and mighty. But like, really, I never thought I would either. Honestly. Have children? No, I didn't. Really? I thought I would just have dogs. Oh. But yeah. it's funny because I was just talking to a friend of mine, like, say, a week or two ago. And I was just telling her about everything and had a really good conversation. And she's like, I feel like I always knew that you were supposed to be a mom. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I agree. How did you know that if I didn't even know that? I agree with whoever this was because I feel like you just have like a this like demeanor that's super 
like non-judgmental, super welcoming, super... Like a kid could be a total a-hole and you would just find some sort of... Spice. Yeah, you would just find some sort of way to make it normal. <laughs> like make it see... Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. For me, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I've been through both of us, but I guess just speaking about myself, like I feel like I have been through a lot of very complex situations. Trauma. Trauma. Call it what it Trauma. is. Been through a lot of situations that are very traumatic that have really shaken me Mm -hmm. and have shaken those around me because of how much they affected me and others. Um, And I feel as like a spiritual person, I feel that those things happened to me so that I can help others get through them. That's how I feel. And I find a lot of peace in that. Mm -hmm. And I find a lot of, it's almost an honor. It's almost like I can do it. Yeah, I know what you mean. I I feel like I have a lot of friends who, we don't talk much, but they always seem to, oh no. (laughs) But they always seem to come to me for help and for advice and uh because they know of that i've i've done that i've been there i've walked through it so i feel like they reach out to me for that sort of guidance and it's like well how do you always know what to say and it's like well bitch because i've been there (laughs) yeah and it's like, I just wanted your insight. And I was like, okay, well, this makes me feel good because that was shitty for me. But, like, now I can tell you maybe how I can help. But, like, if we think about it, if you step back, how powerful that would be if everyone could just, like, share those things openly like hey here's here's all the traumas that i've been through here's all the shit that i've dealt with people aren't vulnerable come to me when you hit a (laughs) and we'll talk about it come to me when you (laughs) meet me at the yeah uh people it's are uncomfortable with the but and here's the other thing is people also don't want to hear it it comes across as selfish if for example Say you and I have the same thing, the same trauma that we had experienced, and I know you're going through that. And then me, this is hypothetical, as the person who had maybe quote unquote already gone through it, if I go to you and without you asking me how to get to the other side, if I just give you my unsolicited advice, it's like, it's then people don't like that either. Yeah. And so it's a very fine line that you walk as the person who's already been through a trauma, watching someone you love going through it because you're like, I know how to help you, sucker. 
But I'm not going to tell you how because I know you're going to resent me. So I guess let's just see what happens. You're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. That's, it's, it's so hard. It's like. You can't help someone that doesn't want help. I think the people who don't necessarily, people who don't want help, they don't know how to receive help. Everybody wants Everybody wants help. Some people don't know how to receive it. I would argue that everyone mm-hmm. should want help, but they don't know how to receive it because they think that they kn- they are above that. That they know best, so they don't need it. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. A few people mm. are coming to mind. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to think like now then, going back to what we talked about at the start of the episode, being self-reflective amongst ourselves. Where have I been in a situation that I've been going through something and someone has come to me wanting to help or wanting to give advice and I've been like, nope, don't want it. I can figure it out on my own. Basically everything, okay? <laughs> Basically freaking everything. Miss, don't want any help. I can figure it out on my own. I am definitely a victim of... I do that. Why do we do that? People... I think people who have this mindset of... um, I have this mindset where I don't need anyone. I don't need anyone's help. I can do it on my own. Those are the people who have been repeatedly... Let down and betrayed by the people that they go to for help. There was a situation where I went to someone for help because I know that they have gone through a similar experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was greatly surprised at the response of this. Mm-hmm. It was like, you should be embarrassed. You should be ashamed. When I, when I went through this, it was the most humiliating thing. You should be ashamed. It's going to be the most humiliating thing for you. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was... And then it's like... So, it's like, it's a betrayal. It's like, okay, I was not expecting that. I'm coming to you for help. Don't worry. I will never do it again. Mm-hmm. Like, I, trust me, it will never happen again. Mm-hmm. So... If for, I'm the type of person who, once that happens, I don't care how much we try to fix it. I, I just can't go back from that. In such, a, when someone's in such a vulnerable state, and they're coming to you for help, and you shame them in any, in any way, this is crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're just trying to hold it together right now. Um, professional dickhead, as we mentioned, strutting her stuff. No better time than a serious, in-depth conversation. It's the shit I deal with. Oh my god. I need to recover from that. So, basically, those are the type of... That is why certain people reject help. Here's where it comes from, like, in their perspective, I think. 
is like, then there you are on the other side from getting through whatever you just went through. And you see someone going through it. And it can feel so small to you after you've been through it and you've gotten through it and you've survived it, whatever it is. I'm just trying to imagine in what world if someone's coming to me for help. I don't care what it is or how bad you had it worse for you to say, especially if it's like someone you're close with or a family member for you to say, like, you should be embarrassed. This was humiliating for me. Like, but this is me. That is just, I just don't understand. Yeah. Like, that, for me, after something like that, it's a lot of trust is gone. And that is why I think, for me personally, I reject things from those type of people. Gotcha. And it goes back to like, but this is me. And here I am right now needing help with said situation. Here I am coming to you with said situation. Mm -hmm. I need you to get to my level to go back to that place that either you have been or you haven't been. And I need you to be there because here I am, motherfucker, help me out. (laughs) Right? Yeah. So I'm so sorry if I act like I don't need anyone's help or if I can do it on my own because hate to break it to you, I've been fucking doing that the whole time. So. Yeah, it's not something I'm proud of. What do you mean? It's it's not something that I'm proud of to be like, I can handle things on my own. Like, I wish I didn't have to. I'm not saying I'm proud of it, but I just... I'm no, so protective know, of myself now yeah, yeah, that yeah. for sure I I don't have I I truly mean it when I don't say I can there's not many people I trust like I am very protective of myself that I will it's very rare that I trust anyone else because of a b and c have proven me the exact same every time I trust people differently at different levels with different situations. Like, I know that I can't trust certain people on certain situations, and I know that I can trust others on those situations and vice versa. Yeah, well, for me, it's brought me a certain amount of, like, peace, because now I don't have... I think now I need to learn how to, like, give that to myself and, like, validate myself, because I'm right now currently just not seeking that in other people because if you just put all of your hope into other people to Mm. help you and to validate you and if you just put all of that onto other people and to hope that they will fix you or whatever and they let you down it's not great i think i think getting through trauma there's like two two stages of surviving trauma, whatever it is. I think to survive any kind of trauma, you have to rely on yourself first. You have to get yourself through whatever it is first. Then I think the second stage of healing from your trauma is then being able to tap into those that you trust 
to then process it or to then yeah, if dig deeper. But you have to get yourself out of whatever situation is this first. I'm like, that's shitty. I wish that wasn't how it is. But that's how it was. At yeah. least for me. I had to first get myself through things. And then after I healed my damn self, then I could go to other people. Sure. And then like that second layer of healing could take place. But first I had to fix my damn self. I don't think I'm ever going to be done fixing my damn self. I don't think it's a one and done. I think it's a whole freaking lifetime. It's a lifetime. I don't. Yeah, that that shit isn't like one and done. You're your whole life doing that. And if those people, the people that you seek to help you with that second layer of healing or whatever, what you said, they might not be able to And you it. have to be wise with who you trust with your energy in that. Well, yeah, be they might wise. want to help you and they might want to participate in helping mm -hmm. you heal, but truthfully, they A, might not know how and they might not have the tools in themselves to do that. And that's, that sucks. It does, but it's true. And at that point, you just have to accept it and say, okay, shit's in my own hands. I got to do it myself. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Anything else that you want to dig into as we just top I mean, things are, off with that deep? We are hitting the hour mark, Jess. I feel like we should just end things on a light note. On a light note. Okay, what is one thing that is going well for you right now in your life? Oh. <laughs> Why'd you go? You like went in disgust with that. You're like, ah. Oh. No, there's a lot that's going well for me. It's just when you're how about, in... Okay, how about uh, we say what we think one well thing is going for each other? From what I can see is oh, going yeah. well for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I one like thing that. you can say going well for me. Okay, go ahead. One thing I can see... No, wait, can you go first? Okay, I'll go first. Okay. One thing that I think is going well for you right now... This is going to get deep. But like... I've listened to every single episode of your podcast. It's so nice of you. And not like, just for the record, not like just, oh, you're my sister. Like, I have to do that. Like, I genuinely actually just want to know what you have to say. I know. I can tell. And I'm really curious about it. And I think that what you have to say is really powerful and really strong. And as an older sister, watching you say that is just really cool. Mm -hmm. And it's really admirable, and so I'm just excited to keep listening. Yeah. Well, thanks. Um, and I'm going to keep bothering you for more sods. People don't know what that means. Can you please tell them what that means? Episode. Sods. I call them sods. My husband and I call them sods. My husband and I. Yes. She's a Shout out to Tucker. I love you. <laughs> She has a lot of sewed ideas that she's sending me, and it's hilarious because it's probably the same thing I was thinking about. I, I thought you were gonna hate on them. I was like sweating. <laughs> no, they like, wait. What do you really think about my episode ideas? No, okay. I, I, they were. I was thinking of the same thing. One thing that I think is going well for you is I can tell that you're 
pushing yourself to keep in touch with the people who are important to you, whether that, because, you know, when you get older, it's hard to keep in touch with those people, but I can tell you've been making an effort to keep in line with those people who I know greatly support you. Mm-hmm. And that's a good reminder I think we all need to do, no matter how busy or different our lives get. And I think I can tell that you're one of those people that, no matter how long you go from talking to someone, you just always pick up right where you left off. And it's a good, like you're just like a good person to have in your corner. I think for a lot of people. Thank you. Yeah. So that's it's important to I think for me, like when I'm going through it, which as a maneuver, you're going through it. <laughs> and as anyone in your twenties, like whether it be the start of your twenties or your later twenties, like no matter what it is, you're going through it. And you have to, you absolutely have to like have someone i don't give a crap if it's a friend a family member your freaking dog an old lady you met at an aromatherapy class like you have to have somebody that you can reach out to and just shoot the crap with because it makes the heavy days lighter and we all need that just do you find that people who like like aren't in your circle like not family who are like those random people like the aromatherapy class people those are the people that like i feel like you get the most from do you agree i get this gonna sound really crappy (laughs) this sounds really crappy (laughs) say it (laughs) i'm sorry i have a really obnoxious laugh um The people that I usually get the most from are like strangers. Why does that people sound bad? That That's like so true. Never know. Like, yeah. like not that I don't get things from like my family or oh, I see my most mean, beloved yeah. friends, but it's always like, oh God, you know that? Yeah. That person that I met yeah. once at so and so. I yeah. just have this. It because it's because they don't know you, and when they like give you some sort of like positive piece like i don't know like something positive and they don't know you it just feels like good because it's like they don't have to say that they're not your sister they're not your mom they don't have to say that they're just doing that because they see something in you you know and you can like coming from a small town and coming from a big family with these people for me it's like I know that I can say whatever I want to say or whatever I need mm-hmm, to say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's not going to somehow get weaseled back through the grapevine to Black River Falls. <laughs> this is why, yeah, this is why we go to therapy. I love therapy. Hashtag, let's get sweatshirts. Hashtag. <laughs> That's your motto. What? For the start of your episode. What do you mean? A chant? Like, go to therapy, go to therapy. Go to... Okay, That's... people are getting annoyed with us. <laughs> it would be a good idea if we, got... <laughs> if we got our therapist together and they, like, talked 
dude Censored. you don't want to know that's just like an intrusive thought i just had that would be so funny these two sisters <laughs> pull out the scroll <laughs> no like no that all would... jokes aside that's not ethical therapy is great and go to therapy life is good but life is life can be good and hard at the same time and i want to normalize that that's my final thought that's my mic drop period life can be good and hard and it's okay for it to be both and it is both period thanks for listening to my sode as birdie would say. <laughs> as my one-year-old daughter would say <laughs> suck it <laughs> oh my god that's funny happy thanksgiving everyone <laughs> No, that was a thanks for listening. Um that was a um very chaotic episode, but hopefully people find it relatable, entertaining, Re- relatable, entertaining, um real cuz I will say it is very real. We're not we don't know what the fuck we're doing. We don't know. We we got no plan. We we basically came on here and said <laughs> let's chat so anyway anyway good night